Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing the new Starbucks Pistachio Cream Cold Brew. Silky Pistachio Cream Cold Foam tops our bold, smooth cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Pantheon Podcast. So wonderful to be here, to be here with you. Hope you're sleepy because we're going to have something for you. And this is Nick St. Nicholas used to be in Steppenwolf. So with that, wish you a good night. Sleep tight. Welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, a Pantheon podcast. Music, culture, Conversation and good old fashioned rock and roll. So now I give you Miss Pamela and her pajama party. Hello, dolls, and welcome to Pamela Nabar's Pajama Party. You know, I guess you all know that I'm a groupie and I'm proud of being a groupie. Actually, I have a groupie. In a while, but my heart is a groupy heart. And all that means is that people, you know, I'm someone who just adores music and the people who make it. And today I have Todd Snyder on. Now, this is such a joy for me because he's absolutely one of my favorite. He's a hero to me. He's carrying on the Dylan tradition, of the traveling journeyman, always on the road, always singing for the people. And when I'm in his audience, Everyone sings along. They know all the words. They just worship him. And I worship him too. I've actually known him for 24 years and we've hung out a lot. So it's just such an honor to have him on the show. I want to turn a lot of people onto him. And if you're not familiar with Todd Snyder, he's a genius in my opinion. And I just want to thank my Pantheon people for having me do this podcast that we're we're it's a growing, growing concern. We have lots and lots of podcasters, and I want you to listen to all of us and tell your friends. Tell your friends to listen to us. And um, I, you know, pretty soon things are going to start up again, and I'll be doing my rock tours. 
And I have been doing my writing workshops. You can join me on that on Tuesday evenings if you want to. Just get in touch with me on Instagram or Facebook. And I will, um, right now, you get to hear Todd Snyder. It's your, it's your lucky day, kids. You know, it's a real honor for me to be your first Zoom because I think it'll, you know, a lot of people have probably requested that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen. I haven't now. Now there's a record coming, so they give me all this stuff. Yeah, sure. And it's such a good record. Oh my oh, god! Thank you. That makes me feel good that you think that. Oh, I worked oh. hard on that. I know, and you. I'm the background singers. I, I know you. <laughs> You produced, you produced the whole thing and played all the, everything except the drums, right? Right. Yeah, my buddy Robbie played drums. But yeah, I played banjo and piano and guitar and electric guitar. I, it came out pretty good, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. how about the reviews you're getting? My God. So far, so good, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I, your reviews are always good, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't, you know, I think they saved the real insults for the rich people. You know? I don't know about that. You're They've just been, damn most good. Of cats have been now, do oh, you want to play you. today, or do you want to just chat? Oh, was oh, it okay if we just chat? You want? I could sing a song for you. I, yeah. yeah, I'll play you a couple from the new thing. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Oh boy, but you know, we, I, I want to start like back when we met. Yeah, ninety-seven. Okay. Is that when it was? I know it's twenty-four years. I thought. Yeah, that's not yeah. Seven, exactly. <laughs> it was between my second and my third record. Yeah, wow. It was such yeah. an amazing meeting because, you know, you're one of my absolute heroes. And we I knew bonded that was, immediately. I knew that I knew we bonded immediately. I knew I knew that you were going to be my hero for as long as either one of us lived. And it's <laughs> oh, generous. <laughs> well, you know that's true. Well, we had a lot of fun. Then you were going to write my bio, right? I did write it, yeah. For the yeah. third record. For MCA, when you were on MCA. Where did we meet? Um, did we meet at my house? You, we met at my house. Didn't Kim bring you to my house? Oh, yeah. In the valley? Yeah. And, and we did yeah. the interview. Uh, oh, no. I think we met at a gig, and then you came to my house, and I did right. your interview on my bed. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I think my brother was, was that that gig in Austin where I acted out? Oh, well, you acted yourself? out at the whiskey. 
Yeah. You acted out. I don't know if I did. I miss some fabulous acting out. <laughs> no, I remember. I think I had a little train wreck in Austin one time. Well, yes. I'd like to hear about that. How well, did that happen? I, I, my memory were there. I can always always remember the shows by what I had on. I think I got in an argument um, with someone in the crowd. <laughs> it was ninety seven, ninety eight. <laughs> well, I've seen you. You know, I've been to so many of your gigs. For all of you yeah. listening, I Todd is one of the people that I will drive almost anywhere or fly anywhere to see. And and I have done that many times. I have flown and driven and, you know, and sat in your bus many, many, many times. And I've seen yeah. you get upset. I came, uh, Mike Stinson and I were at your gig, one gig in Santa Barbara. And you just can't stand hecklers, or at least you, you know, I don't know how you feel about hecklers now, but back then- yeah. uh, you would just walk I'm off. I try not day. to let it bug. It's sometimes it's like the it's like the energy comes. It's just, sometimes people yell out what song to play for, yeah. and they want to start a conversation. And I don't know what what it is. There's one like guy, the alpha male guy. Yeah. That has a nickname and has to show the world that I don't. It's like if I feel bossed around, uh, you know, you can uh -huh. yell for a song without bossing people around. Yeah. I well, that it's guy. Like when people bossed. get over familiar. What yes. that guy was bossy that night. He was yeah, see, right up this, front, I and they this negativity. Yeah, and they sit up front and they bug you and they hassle you. And I was going, uh oh, he's not going to take this for very long. <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> well, that's the real pay. I think for being a singer, it pays in um in freedom. You know, music. Uh, I don't know. Well, I just you don't want to get ball bullied. You pay attention. You pay attention to your audience. A lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people just ignore that and carry on. But you somehow, you you know, you're a very sensitive soul and you pick up all the vibes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we chatted on the bed that night for a long, long time. And I wrote your bio and another great thing happened that night. Do you remember us playing Elvis? Yeah. I, I played a bunch of Elvis for you in the band and your roadies and you stayed for a really long time and we played treat me nice over and over again and hurt. I'm so hurt. It was such a great yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, remember I remember that. That was a great night for our band. Yeah. We, yeah. we we had a lot of fun over at your house over the years. <laughs> yeah. We planted a tree. Me and you did. Was I was that? working on a James Dean script and I was, immersed in James Dean. I was dreaming about him. I was like living with the ghost of James Dean. And he loved Johnny Appleseed, was one of his favorite Johnny. stories, right? So I had bought an apple tree to plant and you helped me plant it. That was magical. Yeah, yeah I'll never forget it. No, it was a lot fun. of, uh, we, when we met, I was getting ready to become a recovering Catholic. That was the real thing we bonded on was uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, the you know, spiritual notions and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I was really guilt, guilted up. Yeah, you were you were swimming in guilt like many people who believe they were born in sin. And uh, yeah. I had discovered a book called The Gospel According to Jesus by Stephen Mitchell. And I told you about that. We talked about it a lot and you read it. Yeah. And um, yeah life-changing book yeah you said it changed you, you you stopped feeling guilty and full of sin that was such a big deal yeah and yeah. you know I was almost I was almost 30 I was still yeah. trying not to be a sinner 
<laughs> like you say, you don't. I don't believe in sin. Forgive me, Father, for I don't believe in sin. Yeah, I'm like that's exactly. your riff. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's one. Of, I should have that tattooed on myself, right yeah. next to the Jesus picture. <laughs> <laughs> on the on your back. Yeah. What are you writing now? I am writing a book. On? I can't talk about. I can tell you, you know, privately, but it's the wife of a very big star, and um, I'm working. Oh, yeah, on I know now. Yeah, I'm I, already, I already pried this out of you. I won't say it. On the show. <laughs> I remember that's going to be a great fucking book. Yeah, it is. It's, it's certainly a different point of view about him, uh, a very insider look. And um, so I'm yeah. working on that. But I'm also writing my third memoir, um, which is my Hell spiritual yeah. book, uh, Blinded by the Light, Sex, God and Rock and Roll. You know about that, too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. God, that's going to be great. I've been through so many from Jesus to Yogananda to Krishnamurti to uh, the fourth way school to, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's endless. <laughs> and now I'm chanting yeah. Namioho Renge Kyo, and I really like it. Which one are you checking out? Namioho Renge Kyo, Japanese Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's what I like Buddhism, Zen. Uh, mm -hmm. What's that cat? Oh, oh. We have his books over there. I'm Spain. Alan Watts. Is my oh, yeah, yeah. Guy. Yeah, we've talked about Alan Watts before. Yeah. Yeah, we're both seekers. I think we bonded yeah. on a, that deep level. You know, like, yeah, yeah, we recognized each other's souls. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and rollers. But also, like, what are we Rock doing? Rock and solars. Rock and solars. You know, I have. I've, yeah, I've you were there that night in. Weren't you there that night in Hollywood when I really fucking... Yeah, that was the best. You know, this yeah. proved to me what a fuck rebel you really are. You know, rock and roll is about rebellion. You know, uh, the rest is bullshit, in my opinion. <laughs> and you... <laughs> and that was you, a good one. <laughs> you personified rebellion that night. Rock and roll rebellion. You know, he. It, it, this was when he was with MCA... And uh, I had written the bio for him. That's how we met and everything. And he was playing the Whiskey A Go-Go at a real star-studded, you know, the whole record company and every, every person important to his career was there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they were bugging me, though. <laughs> now, how were they bugging you? Before the show, everyone was telling me what to do and all this shit. And I was just like, fuck these guys. Yeah. And my brother, usually if that happens, I'll put on more clothes than I need. And uh, but yeah, there was no way to see that coming. I just was, I, I was angry at all of them. They just been up in the whole dressing room, sort yeah, of, um, yeah, just they wouldn't leave you alone, right? I mean, you know, I'm, sometimes you need to be left alone before a gig, yeah. Um, but anyway, I just also, I don't want to talk about money before I play, yeah, you know. For sure. You think they'd have a little more sensitivity, you know, working with musicians. But anyway, what happened was about a third into the show, Todd, who was barefoot in those days, he was barefoot usually on stage back then. He just walked off the stage, climbed down the stairs, walked out the back door and down the Sunset Strip barefoot back to the hotel. It was the best thing I have <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't in L.A. took me a long time to get into that town. Yeah, well, just, you think yeah. it was phony baloney? You helped me get into it. You took me around and showed me all the cool shit. Yeah, um, I hope I can do that again. Yeah, I'll be back out there. Yeah. Sure. I get to go back in June. 
You do? What I hear. Yeah. Yeah. I got my first shot this morning. I have yeah. both of mine. I have both of mine so we can hug. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> this year I kind of needed it and as much as I hated it, I, I really needed it, I think. I especially I was glad uh, last year I lost so many friends and if I'd have been on the road when it happened, I might have, you know, uh, I might have How did you lose a, friends? I might have been a lot How did you? How did you lose friends? Two had had suicides. My two my two buddies, uh, Jeff Austin and Neil Casal. Yeah. Uh, suicide, and then John Prine and Jerry Jeff. I know, and, uh, I know. I'm, Billy I Joe know. Shaver. Those God. were big. Those yeah, were really big. I know. For you, especially Jerry Jeff. I was working on Jeff. that record, and I knew Jerry Jeff was sick, but I had no idea how close. Yeah. And so we were talking right up to the very end. You know, I was. Yeah, he didn't talk about it. We talked about other stuff. And then one day I heard he was dead. I read it in the paper. Oh, God, yeah. Todd, that's so hard. I've lost yeah, a week earlier. I lost Miss Mercy. I lost Mercy. Oh, then. that's right. I meant to yeah. say something about that. Oh, it was rough. No. So I understand. I don't think I met her, did I? Uh, I don't think so. And I just lost my teacher, my spiritual teacher of 33 years, Light who's turned me on to so many things. So I, I understand how that feels, man. It's rough. What's the person's name, the teacher? Light. L-I-G-H-T? Yes. I wish I'd have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Well, you know, I want to turn people on to you who don't know who you are. You know, that always pisses me off. You know, I do these rock and roll tours. And people say, who who do you listen to now? Who's your favorite? And I always say, Todd Snyder, S-N-I-D-E-R. So they don't think it's a Y. And and yeah, a lot of them, most people do. I know a lot of people haven't heard of Todd Snyder and it pisses me off so much. So I'm hoping <laughs> that people listening to this will now know yeah. all about yeah. you. And so, so let's start from the beginning for those people. How did yeah, you start? Sure. How did you start deciding to sing and thought thought you could write songs and sing them? I got into um, being, my first thing I got into was sort of being a gypsy and I was influenced by Hunter Thompson. And then I wanted to be a writer. And then I saw Jerry Jeff Walker play and his and it was like he was um, Hunter Thompson with a guitar. And yeah. wow. so I bought a guitar like the next day. The very next day, I saw, I saw Jerry Jeff Walker Green Hall and went and got a guitar. It looked like he wasn't doing a whole lot. And yeah. I started learning the chords yeah. and made up a song within a few months. Mm. And I'm, and when I play, everybody liked it. You know, it like I went to open mic and I played my songs and everybody liked it. So then they, then they would offer me gigs. So then I'd get the gig at the place and then. I think I was like 22 or 23 when I mm -hmm. could let go of my bus and tables job and oh, just by playing bars all over. And then I went to Memphis and I had this place I would play on Thursdays called The Daily Planet. And I played by myself. And this guy, Keith Sykes, who had uh, been uh, in the Coral Reefer band, sent me out, told all these record companies about me and they would start coming down there. and. Eventually, I went with Jimmy Buffett, and I was about 27, 26, or something, mm -hmm. and um, made that first record. 
And then every it's been every two years since then. I haven't really stopped touring since then. We I know you're you're a, a you're like a journeyman journeyman, you know, troubadour guy. There's so few people like you, and you reflect your audience so much, they totally dig it. You know, at your 50th birthday party at the Ryman, yeah. wasn't that great? Yeah, that was, that was the best, uh, no, that was one of the best nights musically of my entire life. Oh, thank you. Because it was I so playing perfect. There. It was perfect. We're doing another one. It was a play. It was. I thought. I thought so yeah. too. And then the last time I played there, John Prine came out and sang. Oh. It was really thoughtful of him. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have this great picture of oh, my dog. I lost my dog too. Cowboy Jim. I, so oh. I have a great picture though of him and those two together. Yeah. Of John and my dog. Oh. I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Yeah. You're a boss, man. But at that night and every other night I've seen you play, everyone sings with you. Yeah. 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 That's that's unusual too. You know, that's incredible. They feel it inside themselves so much, you know, they have to express it with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when they sing and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go back and play. I really like the travel part. A lot of musicians don't. I I sit tied between the the playing and the traveling are equal to me. I don't want to stop. You know, yeah, I, I know. had a billion dollars that tour. Well, how have you dealt with this uh, having to be at home? Well, you wrote a great album, but other than that, mostly, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm mostly just that made up the songs, recorded the songs, and stayed here. I did all that was told to do. I wore my mask, and I yeah. only was around like eight or so people last year. Wow. Now, two weeks from now, I'm going to be back in the game. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of what else I did. I gardened in the summer. I'm a big gardener. I know. I've know. I've, I've seen your beautiful flowers. He actually plants flowers, everybody. It's awesome. <laughs> you get started with the apple tree. <laughs> That's right. I got a boat. I got a, like an antique boat. That was real cool. And drove, rode around you got a new one? I went out on your lake with you. He lives on a lake. It's so beautiful. God. I love visiting you. It's such a perfect house too. It's, it's, it's like stepping into the seventies in that house. It's been untouched. <laughs> it's sort of like Graceland. It's, it's the funky version of Graceland, your house. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's I've been taking it easy out here. There was some wild parties out here at first, but lately, yeah. I didn't, I'll tell you what I didn't do. I didn't take a bunch of acid. I don't think I've taken acid all year. Hmm. Or any like drugs. I don't I think no any real drugs. Maybe a pain pill here or there for pain. Well, that's fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I've been taking care of myself. And I had to get my nose. My nose was broken way up there. Yeah, Can't see it really. That. Yeah. And they had to go in there and it was like getting the shit kicked out of me. Oh, but I can breathe again. You had to have surgery? Yeah, full oh. on. It took a long time to get over. And then I had to take hard drugs for like a week, which sucked because, but I didn't go get any. I could have gone and gotten more, you know, but I yeah, just took the allotted amount. Wow, then, the allotted amount. That's. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a really trippy week. I had my face all bandaged. And I, Brian, I think I thought Johnny Depp was here. Brian said I kept thinking other people were here. And then. And then as soon as the drugs ran out, it just got dark as a dungeon for about another week. Oh, yeah. That's why I don't like those drugs. Yeah, it was still, and it still hurt, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 a little bit. 
but I, like I said, I was getting where I couldn't breathe. So I finally yeah. got that fixed. I should have got it fixed a long time ago. I'm really glad you did that. You've really taken care yeah. of yourself. Yay. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I, I want to talk about the way you dress on stage. Um <laughs> Because I've been there. Nobody's ever asked me. <laughs> I've been there when you, you know, you, you ask how you look in certain shirts and you put it on to put another one on, take it up, put another one on, take another one, and put it on. And then you wind up in the first shirt you had on. That's usually what happens. <laughs> I did that in front of Peter Buck, too. And I've done that in front of people I really admire. I don't know I'm doing it when I do it. And then I did it in front of you. I remember that night. And you're like, oh, that was a funny ordeal there. Well, Richard Lewis was there too. <laughs> Richard Lewis was there and we were both commenting on every shirt. And then you put the same one back on that you had on. And you said you had slept in it and took it up, pick it up off the ground and everything. didn't matter. And I also <laughs> remember one time, oh my God, the time I took you shopping in Portland. And I yeah. found out that you're, you were wearing pant size four times too big for you and and, and <laughs> <laughs> i was the youngest brother so i get i'm, I'm more used that's to right. that's what clothes. you told me and i said but wait todd your waist is very small you have an incredible shape by the way todd is a has a gorgeous body girls it's just beautiful kind of perfect tell me i'm supposed to gain weight or i'm supposed to try to gain some weight but i I just, I don't, I mean, I'm healthy. I feel great. So. <laughs> but since I look, then, look, I think I look all, you look uh, great. Color is really good. But since then, I think you've been wearing the right pant size. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. So that, that, that was great. I, yeah, that I could help was, you in that way. <laughs> With Jesus still, yeah, that's and your pant you, size. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it helps me so great. Didn't you come around when I was making that one record with Don Was? I think you came by. Yes, I went to the studio. I was just telling Jerry about that. AM, where so much yeah. happened for me, too. That's where the GTOs did our centerfold for Rolling Stone. That's where I had oh, wow. Graham Parsons and the Burrito Brothers sessions. And yeah, a lot of stuff happened. You guys did a photo shoot there for the GTOs. Yeah. yeah. Miss Mercy was a GTO. Yes, she was. Yeah. Have, we were we knew each other since we were 19, so that was. <sighs> you know, when someone knows you so well, they have a point of view about you that no one else has. She had that point of view that I will never see in anyone's face again. You know, it was it really makes me, you know, it's very upsetting. But I had her all those years, and her book is coming out. She actually got a book together before she left. And it's going to be, it's pretty wild. She was that the first one. Oh yeah. It's as told yeah, right to, there's no, there's no way she could have done it herself. It's as told to a good right. friend of ours and it's, it's coming out in June. Right on. I'll get there. Now let's, let's, you have your guitar there. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why don't we hear something from the new album, whatever you want to play from the new record. Yeah. There's a couple of songs that are easier than others. Because this is probably my favorite one. Um, well, I was telling you about one of my friends uh, that uh, uh, took his own life. Yeah. His name was Jeff Austin. And he called me that night and oh. said he, and I knew he had a show. And uh, I, and I, 
I knew, I said, just do the show and go home. And I wish I would just say go home, you know, because uh, that way, right after the show, we, he took his own life. Um, so like really quickly, I mean, it's not, it's not supposed to be a sad song, but really quickly I started just singing this song about uh, wishing I'd uh, given him better advice. Remember that purple building I hang out and play cards in? Yes. Have you been in there? They call it the purple building. Yes, I have. I was yeah. there once. They gave me that singing place. Elizabeth. I went to a, a session there. You, you and Elizabeth. Yeah. Were yeah. yeah. We we've done. We've been. They've just let us have that place. We're like. So me and Brian turned it into a studio. We made the whole record in there. Wow. And we, you know the shows on Sunday. That yeah. We do? Yes. We do those there too. Yes, I've got to tell everybody that you do a live show every single Sunday. How, yeah. how many have you done now? 40 or something. <laughs> Yesterday was a year's worth every Sunday. We took well, one month off. Well, how, how do people tune into that? If they get it on Facebook, on my Facebook, yeah. or YouTube. 
Okay. And we've been getting a shit ton of people on, way more than it would come to my concerts. You know. Yeah, well, that's good. Because I, I can watch from anywhere. Well, that'll be good for your live shows, but you always fill your venues. I've never yeah. seen you. Yeah, I mean, I've never been to a sparse venue seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready to play again. I go back in June. Start yeah, making now, where, where are you playing in L.A.? Do you have any idea? The El Rey again? El Rey, I bet. El Rey, yeah. they're going to have indoor stuff. I'm What's that? They're going to have indoor concerts in June. I'm kind of surprised. I, I, no, no, no. Yeah, in Texas they're going to. Yeah. Wow. I doubt they will out there. Well, yeah, once I'm going you're double I... vaxxed, you once you're double vaxxed, you know we're like 90, 95 percent. I've been really careful. I had a lot of friends. Really careful. It. John I mean, Prime lost his life too. I know. I know. God. Yeah. People say, do you know anyone who died? You know, some of those anti-people. Yeah. Where did they yeah. come from? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come uh, on. I'm going to miss John. That was hard. The, uh, the We were doing our second one of those little taping things. And during yeah. the taping, we got a call from Fiona that John had passed. And, oh, jeez. Uh, a little weird, yeah. weird thing. But I'm not going to get too down, you know. No, because what happens to all of us, you know, that that's why I haven't like completely flipped out over mercy and light. And my friend Victor, who passed right before then, the, my beef art connection, my high school friend, because, you know, I'm going to join them soon. I mean, soonish. <laughs> We're right behind you. That's what I say. <laughs> I know, exactly. So. I want to be ready, man. I want to be ready. Yeah, me I too. I don't want to be afraid. No. Well, I know I will be, but. I don't think you will be, Todd. You, I, I don't think you're going to be afraid. You, you've done everything. I mean, you've done everything you probably wanted to do and more, more than you imagined, right? At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. A couple of years ago, we were on the road and the car got away and it was in a car. I don't know why. And um, I mean, I'm being serious. We we got up thing and we were heading towards this big brick wall and mm-hmm. and I was like, I thought we were going to die. And I was like, eh. Right. Yeah. You know, I remember being calm. I had that happen. Probably knocked me out first. I was in a car accident and I lost control of the wheel and someone sideswiped me and I was spinning around and I said goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say it out loud? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and it was calm though. It was. So hopefully that moment will be like that. You know what I love about you? I'm going to tell people about your book. I never met a story I didn't like. Right? Yeah. Tom yeah, has a fantastic book out, and it's so fun. It has a lot of the stories he tells in his shows, and one of them yeah. is about groupies, which is so fantastic. He appreciates yeah, groupies. Yeah, yeah, they're good people. <laughs> well, of course they are. They love yeah, they're really sweet women. They're just and uh, I like them. I have a lot of friends that I would consider that, or girls I know. I haven't been with all of them, even. It's, yeah, but you know, they—they—it's a music loving. A lot of times, it doesn't even involve sex. A groupie. People think of that as just some lascivious girl who will do, or a guy who will do anything with anybody because they play music. It's just not that. It's someone who loves the music so much they want to be around it. You know, we're guide, and yeah, it's like a—it's a friend in town. Yeah, someone that go thrift shopping with or to go tell you about the town you're in yes exactly just really into there's some girls that are really into music 
Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at one. Actual thing, you know. And and actually there's some girls out there. <laughs> there's some girls out there getting famous now. <laughs> as groupies. As groupies? Well, I I know a couple, I won't say where, but I know a couple that are getting known. Notorious? <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Please send them yeah. to me. I want to talk oh, to Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the queen of the groupies. Oh, I know. There's there's one I was that I know that I was thinking I was gonna tell her about that. Maybe you maybe you don't well, I'll tell her. Well I'll take her. I take him under my wing, you know. I've got a lot of you. I, know, I love that you do that for, for for women who there's that movie where you you go find like um sweet Connie and people like that and help yeah. them yeah. see what a big part of music they have. Yeah, they're important people. They're important. You know, God, you know, God, Gene Simmons told me he did it for the girls. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who got into music to meet girls. You yeah, know, I did. Yeah. I mean, what's wrong with wanting to know girls? <laughs> Nothing. Right? But yeah. at, the, at the end of your groupie chapter, I'm always so, you, you he, he compares me to Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Importance. <laughs> That was like yeah. an unbelievable perk in my life to be considered like that. And the strange thing is I danced in the Foxy Lady video. And yeah. I was, yeah, I was the Foxy Lady in his video. So. Oh, shit. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh, damn. You yeah. knew him too? Well, I yeah, I was around him a lot because Noel Redding, you know, the bass player became my my one of my main bows back way early on when I'm my, before there was even a word groupie. Right. Yeah. But there's I, girls who like doctors and athletes and shit like that. That's exactly what I wrote about my mom, because my mom really liked doctors. She right. was attracted to doctors. And I said, why aren't they called doctories or, you know, why not? Right. And they're baseball annies. They're called baseball yeah. annies for some reason. They love sure. baseball. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with kind of knowing what you hope your husband or, you know, we want a boyfriend that's a baseball player. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with it. <laughs> like baseball. <laughs> it's it's one of those you things, know. Free, you know, you, these are free-spirited people. And I think we're misunderstood, a lot of free-spirited Right? You know, and, and it's yeah. feared. It's feared because people just want to stay where they're comfortable. And, of course, you don't. And I really admire that about you. Yeah. I always think that there's like, uh, yeah, I, w I was just thinking, I was going to say, there's a, there's a lot of us who sort of what you'd say sort of live backstage and and it's just our job to, or it seems as if it's our job to be as free spirits. It's like free spirit is the pay. That's the, what we get is we get to be less, we get to be freer in spirit. That's better than the cash, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I'm there. Yeah, and, and people in the audience want that. So that's why they come, you know, to see you, to see whoever it is that makes them feel that way inside, you know. So you're doing a great service to humanity. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I feel that. Anyway, I am a way back to the... You're an army of one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to the Whiskey Gogo because what happened... After I mean, after you walked off the stage and walked down Sunset Boulevard, I I actually looked out the door to see where the yeah. you were going, and you were walking down the middle of the street. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I went into a bar, and uh, 
I think I must have been sweaty already. Um, I found out later in the early days if I had more jackets on than I needed, that was a bad sign. And um, so I was sweaty. And then I went in to get a beer, and the guy uh, said, kept going, No River Phoenix, no River Phoenix. And he pushed me out of there because I was probably sweaty and yeah. came walking in barefoot. And uh, then I went back, I walked back to the hotel. You walked back to the hotel, I, I know. And what was on your mind at that time? I smashed up the hotel. Oh, you did? Um, so you were mad. You were angry. Yeah. I was sick and tired. I was tired of being bossed around, you know, and uh, or or even leaned on, really. Yeah. And we had that record I wasn't really into at the time. It was, so, good. Um, it was good. Huh? It was a good record. Yeah. And, and also, I saw you do that whole, that same gig at the House of Blues, and it was really excellent. Yeah. But, yeah. That was a good time for the band. That night they were all shocked and mad. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were. But did the label dropped you ultimately, right? Immediately. They wanted me to go back to rehab, and I just didn't want to go back. I, can, uh, I knew I could be on Oh Boy, so I thought, fuck it. Yeah. You know. Well, this is yeah. your night. I had to pay for that room, though. You did. You know, yeah. I remember when Keith Moon had to pay for those things and they always had Zeppelin. They always paid. They had to. It was worth it, I guess. Was it worth it to you to have to pay that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I remember I called Jerry Jeff when I got back to my room. Yeah? Yeah. Told yeah him told him what, him what happened. Yeah, and he said it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody got the video of it to Prine and he said that was great. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I'd love to yeah, see the video. Brian had it, so it's at his house. Because I was right I mean, there. Front yeah, that whole bit, that whole thing. And Madonna's brother followed me down into that bar. Do you ever met that, that guy? I never met I him, no, but I've heard about him. Bobby. There's a bunch of his kid. Huh? Bobby Ciccioni, right? Isn't that how you say his name? Yeah, or I think it's Mario. Mario, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know how I know him is because of that Elvis guy. Elvis, my old tour manager. Oh, yes. And they're all from Detroit. But for some reason, he felt compelled to walk into that bar and ask if I was okay. That was so strange. That's I don't really know him, you know. Yeah, but that's nice. Maybe he was a witness to it. And yeah. he followed you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That meant a lot to me. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. would you play another song for me? Of course. I have so many favorites. But I, I don't Which want one? I don't want to do one that's hard for you to do just sitting there like that in your space. I want to like tell me and I'll tell you if it's too hard. Okay. Well, I'd like to stay on that theme of people you love who die and train songs. One of my favorite. Oh, for sure. That one. Okay. And this is my, this is my my favorite one. Yeah. This is I, my friend. What's that? It's one. It's mine too. I cry every time. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I'll send it out to my buddy Skip. This is about a friend of mine. Um, this is back in the back in the early two thousands. Cadillac, engine winding down. 
get up on the sidewalk as if he's on the whole downtown. I would hear him talking to some chick that threw his thick ghost to smoke. Through a thicker haze of southern comfort and cold. Say, girl, your heart is behind the hinges, hanging off the gates of hell. Don't be afraid to turn to me, babe, if he don't treat you well. And by he, he met me, so laughed and shook his he laughed a little bit louder as he yelled up to that man. They trained so pulled me on around, making me my boots on the day they laid me down. I'm going away, a locomotive, not on the one train line. I'm looking for any kind of trouble I can't find. I got this old black leather jacket. Got tennis back with marble red. I got a stash here in my pocket. These thoughts of my own head. The right to run until I've got to walk, until I've got to crawl. I got this moment that I'm in right now and nothing else at all. train song. Make me leave my boots on the day they leave me down. I am going away, alone, holding around the one trick mine. In the television, there's a light. We were looking around this place. Cold there on the sofa, a little smile across his face. And though I would try with all my sadness, you know that I'm still never weak. Four big men who look to me like he died laughing in his sleep, singing a train song. Pour me one more round, make me leave my boots on. Oh, did they lay me down? I never sang to a computer before. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, you're singing. Yeah, well, I had to close my eyes, in fact. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm right here. Got, I'm right here. <clears throat> so this is your 19th record solo. Oh my God. Yeah. Give the people a break. <laughs> <laughs> 19, damn. Yeah. You know, part That's of a lot. you just reminded me there, part of your charm, of course, is your self-deprecating nature. You know, even in your songwriting. And, you know, in 04, I think the Nashville record had a lot of hits on it. Train Song was on that, of course, and yeah. all kinds of stuff. I mean, the Ballad of the Kingsman is just, I mean, please. People love it so much. I think it was a good one. Yeah, but... people love it. 
people just that's everyone's favorite i think most yeah, people's favorite yeah they eat that up and the db cooper song is the other people's favorites and the baseball guy on acid the baseball song. yeah yeah and that's a hard one to play i never play that it's too hard well, but too hard to remember but i've seen you play it live yeah yeah. yeah yeah usually the year record comes out i know all the songs and then yeah. just slip away <laughs> are you gonna do all the songs on the new one for the i can you know i think i'm I'm gonna do i'm gonna tour to the end of the year solo if it, if if we all get to and then next year i'll go out with a little band but the band i'm working with is also like kind of band you'd sit down and watch you know? okay really anybody yeah. from your other bands um, no, no, I don't even know who I'm going to get yet. There's, I've got a few people in mind, and then we'd have to practice. And yeah, I, do, I would like to play with the band, but not like the ones I've been—not a jam band and not a uh, garage band. I guess those are the two I've had. Yeah, well, tell me your jam band. Um, you were in, you were in them for like three years. The hardworking Americans, right? Yeah, we were cool. I wasn't the leader. I just sang. I didn't play guitar. I took a ton. I took acid almost every day. Oh, Maybe oftentimes a few times. I yeah. I remember either. seeing you at the first gig and you were like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being the lead singer. <laughs> All I was supposed to do was sing lead, you know. Yeah. But a lot of the Something time you just was... stood there. A lot of time you just stood there grooving. Which yeah. was and that's why you, I think you you did that, right? You wanted to play, but you wanted to rest. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it seemed and like give people a rest too. And I, my hands were jacked up. Well, I also wanted to learn music. I learned how to play the bass. I learned how to play mm -hmm. other stuff. And it was fun. I liked jam music. We were really good. Oh, yeah. I thought. So good. Yeah, you were so good. I saw you at the Troubadour. I didn't, cry. I didn't run around and dance. Or anything like that. No, you just kind of, it's just, yeah. And I, I love that. That, that. that was fun. And it gave me a rest from my show. From Yeah, yeah that's what years. I thought you were doing it for. And those guys were so fun. Yeah, yeah a lot of fun. I hung out with you on the bus with those guys. They were really cool. You. Yeah. They all love you. Oh, thanks. Thank you. I love them too. They were great. And I remember the night at the Troubadour, I saw you before the show. You were sitting yeah. out back on the on some sort of stoop and i was actually concerned in, about you. yeah <laughs> i was in no shape to play either no. <laughs> la is a hard town for me um, i always get too <laughs> fucked up before the show in la well you were i was wondering how you'd even be able to walk on stage you were really out there but you were on a lot of acid yeah that was what i thought was my job <laughs> and it worked you know i mean it's I wasn't playing anything. And yeah. then the, the leader would make set lists and he'd say like, don't, you don't need one. You just, you throw a wrench in this thing. Uh -oh. like, okay. Is that Dave? Dave was the real guy. deal. We did rock for the real reasons, you know? Yeah. There was a bunch of us were old too. Yeah. Or you know. widespread panic guy, Dave, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's my age, 53, 54. He was the leader. Neil's one of the guys who took his own life, our guitar player. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's, we won't do it again now because of him. Yeah. And it's perfect. It, it, it did its thing, you know. Well, why do you think people do that? Why do they do it? Do you think right afterwards they go, uh oh? Um, I mean, 
why those two both the guys that took their life scared me because they're we're lifers you know we're all we've all it just like why would you quit this is the yeah. greatest life ever this we want this is what we wanted you know? yeah that's why they like, came here i guess i mean but it's i, I wonder so much if because i you know obviously i believe in, in some kind of afterlife I believe in reincarnation and, and all kinds of stuff can go on afterwards. It's certainly not the end. Right. Um, but do they say, uh Oh, I was, I wasn't quite finished or, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. Suicide. Yeah, God. And uh, two of them within a month of each other. It really knocked me out. It was, it felt like a bit of a betrayal because we're just these guys who live after midnight and we travel forever and we give up Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you give up. You give up all that whole. That even if you go to Thanksgiving, it's going to change because you're there and you're an after midnight person. You know? And I think something uh, like Sunday morning coming down the song. I think uh, that's what gets people. Yeah. They're like, oh, there's someone frying chicken, and I'm man, I couldn't couldn't get back there. There's no way back. You know. Yeah. That's what I wonder. Yeah. So you you feel like you've given up? You've given things up. You've given things up, like Thanksgiving fried chicken, over to be who you are, yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. You traded for being a roustabout, and and so you're like when you when you're with your friends, you're Uncle Todd, and everyone gets to swear, and everyone drinks a lot. And, oh, um, oh. You know what I mean? Wow. And that you know, it's like a, a life for musicians, old musicians, man. We just know, you know, it's like reminds me of Sunday morning coming down. And we, yes, that's a cool we have parties and stuff, but not cozy ones. Yeah. You know, hmm. not the warm, sentimental stuff. It's a different thing. So, so, so you, when, when you like are in a room with, in quotes, normal people, they change. Because that. that they change when you're in the room if you're normal. yeah yeah very interesting yeah that's never, right and, and i've never heard a put like that yeah you show up at the birthday party and all of a sudden people everyone else starts drinking you know? <laughs> 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 it's been that way for a long time well speaking of that you had to stop drinking right yeah it's been years yeah it's a long been 10 time or something now yeah because I remember I, I drove up to see you somewhere far away, somewhere up north. And, and we were on this mo in the motel overlooking a cliff. I don't know if you remember all this. And Cruise, <laughs> I think. it happens all the time to you. It's nothing new. right? But for me, I go <laughs> and see you. And it's, anyway, um, you had told me you stopped drinking. And I remember it very vividly because that was a big deal. You told me yeah, you, I, you, you would die if you didn't stop. Yeah, I had to stop. They told me I had to stop. I drink all day, every day from like 21 to stopping and just nursed to drink all the time. And, and then I, when I went to quit, I had to go to the hospital because I was in my 40s. And so yeah. they put me in the hospital. You go into cardiac arrest a little bit or you yes, do? I don't know. I remember the story. It was really scary yeah. for you. Yeah. What did alcohol do for you? Does alcohol like just soften the blow? I mean, what does it do? Yeah? yeah. Soften the blow, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it does. It, especially like uh, if you're playing all the time, definitely yeah. takes the nerve out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
I, you know, I, I always fell in love with alcoholics, but I, I wasn't one. It's almost worse being in love with one. <laughs> right. You know what I remember Don was said, it's hard for uh, musicians because they say it lowers your inhibitions and musicians are supposed to do that. But your inhibitions are already low. As a, uh -huh. as a musician, yeah. your inhibitions are already low. So, wow, it's double low. Double. Yeah. Get lower. <laughs> I, I don't know, though. Fuck, I don't know. A lot, a lot of people are, are stopped drinking. But uh, I started yeah. eating shrooms instead. I still smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. You know? No. I stopped all but of I it. I haven't had a long trip in a while. What's that? I stopped all of it. Everything? I have a natural high, I think, after all this time. You know, I pray a lot and I chant a lot and I do all that stuff. Man, that makes me happy. It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen you have a drink or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I have a drink usually. I have vodka. It's the only thing I ever drink. I often ask if you have some on the bus. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll get some. <laughs> it does, for some reason, I don't get, I don't. I'm not tempted. I tell myself if I make 65, maybe I'll drink again. You'll make it. But I could do more. I just sat alone mostly and just got fucked up and listened to records. Yeah. Or go go act, you know, go go fuck up the LA show or whatever. <laughs> what are you listening to now? <clears throat> um, what was I jamming on today? Um, well, I was looking for old blues songs. Um, what was I playing? I kind of been listening to my own record a little bit, which is unique oh, for me boy. or different That's for me. Fantastic. And I listened to a lot of funk for that record, mm -hmm. for the new one. I was into Parliament and, and James Brown and all that. The best. The yeah, best. I love James Brown so much. Yeah. Parliament, George Clinton. But it's still a folky record. It's just kind of funky in the back. A funky folk. Funky folk. Yeah. Yeah. P funk. P folk. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, a new genre. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, I, I played uh, the conservative Christian right wing. Yeah, that one. I played that for yeah. my son and he flipped out. Right yeah, he's gotten into records. He's very much into music now. And I think we should play that for the people now because it's so play it? Oh, really? Wow. I, I was going to yeah, play the it. record, but if you want to play it, wow, cool. Yeah, do it. Okay. Um. Man, um, I guess I'm bragging, but I don't give a fuck. Um, I, this one, when I put this record out, um, Chris Christopherson is I, twice he's learned songs of mine. You know, played them one time he played the Easy Money for me in the hotel room, and then wow. a few years, wow. right? And then about six months after this came out, he was playing with Prime. He was like, come in here, kid, I want to show you something. <laughs> a conservative Christian, white-wing Republican, straight white American man. Soul-saving, flag-waving, rush-loving, lamp-paving, personal leaders of sales. Shirt-clucking, backstabbing, cake-tapping, hater of hippies like me. Tree hugging, peace loving, pot smoking, porn watching, lazy ass hippies like me. Tree hugging, peace loving, pro choice and gay wedding, widespread panic digging hippies like me. 
skin color blinded, conspiracy minded protesters of corporate greed. We'll have nothing in, most likely will until we all wind up locked up in jail by conservative Christian, right wing Republican, straight white American male. Diamonds and dogs, boys and girls, we're living together in two separate worlds. Following leaders of mountains of shame, we're looking for someone to blame. I know who I like to blame conservative Christian, right wing Republican, straight white American male. Get bashing black fear and war fighting, tree killing regional leaders of sale. So diligently working so hard to keep the free reins of this democracy. From tree hugging, peace loving, white smoking, porn watching, lazy ass hippies like me. Lazy old hippies like me. Yeah. And you know, that's like you, you could have written that today, obviously. Yeah, thanks. That was the 2004 or something. Yeah, yeah, 2004. That's that record that, you, that had many hits on. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Main song, The Kingsman. And, you know, and also, isn't the songs you're most recognized for are All Right Guy, right? And The Beer Run. Yeah. And yeah. And and which other ones? Um, Are they probably all? Beer Run is the only one that really became a thing. But I don't play it all the time. I know. But usually, people eventually some drunk guy will want to hear that one. That's, <laughs> I guess that's the only bona fide sort of hit. And then when I play it, all the people that are there for the other songs are pretty. They're like appreciate. They're like ah crap. Okay, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like oh no, but they're nice. They sing. Oh. I think like the front row was like, please don't do beer run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you have so many hardcore fans like me. It must feel so darn good. Driving over, I was thinking, what does that feel like to Todd when, like at the Ryman that night on your birthday, when every single person was singing all the words and just giving the the incredible amount of love coming at you and adoration and respect and everything. And you're still very self-deprecating, but why? I mean, why do you realize how, <clears throat> do you have any idea how great you are? Oh no, I mean like, um, I wonder would I go see the show maybe a few times? Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I know that I'm not, you know, I feel like I'm I'm sort of where I should be in ranking. You know, I'm not some I'm not not Bruce Man. I think top troubadours are like Garth Brooks, uh, Jimmy Buffett, Bruce Springsteen, Eddie Vedder, Neil Young. That's top shelf troubadour right there. Those cats can get up there by themselves and really fucking hit the, hit hit you real hard all by themselves. And I'm pretty good, but I'm not. I mean, that's that's what I would call the top shelf. Well, I don't know where I. I personally call you the top shelf, and you know, oh. you know that. Well, I'm glad you think that. <laughs> oh. 
Well, unfortunately, our time is about up. Oh, well, I love seeing your face. I know, I love seeing your face, too. So, have you had your shots? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm double vaxxed. You know, I'm 72 years old. So well, I was... My mom and you are the same. When, uh, maybe when we get, when we get, when it gets back together, you can come here and stay with us. Maybe you're going to do your class here. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll do it. I, that's such a kind offer. And I will take you up on it because it's such a beautiful spot. You know, that, the, the room you have that overlooks the, the water. That's yeah, really pretty. I love getting to be, I've been here the whole year. I've seen all these yeah. trees go and come yeah. back. To, wow. and how, never done that. Have you been by yourself a lot, obviously? Uh, a lot. And Which is good. I meditate and do chant stuff like you do. You do? I'm so uh -huh. glad. Oh, I just love you. Yeah. I love you. I'm so glad to talk to you. And I'll talk, I guess I'll talk to you soon. Or call me tomorrow if you feel like. Yeah. <laughs> and June, June in person somewhere in California, huh? Yeah. I bet it will be out there for sure. Because I think it's got Seattle and all that. Okay, and good. And then Portland. Yeah. Santa yeah. Cruz, you always do Santa Cruz. Probably, yeah, yeah. probably. I often drive. But come to Nashville when it's okay. Oh, I will. I will for sure. I will. Mm. And I, you. I would like to end on uh, another song from your album, but we're going to play it on the from the album. Hope everybody goes out and buys it. And yes, everybody, nice to meet all y'all. I love you. <laughs> all right, thank you. Bye, Todd. I'll see you guys. Bye. That was fun. Bye. Put your foot on the rock and push it to the good time roll. Put your foot on the rock and push it to the good time roll. Here's to Colonel Bruce Hampton, may he rest a good lost soul. That's what them rodeo cowboys would yell when they was ready to go. Oh, it was so great to see Todd, even if it was just on Zoom. He's such a good friend and such a wonderful person and such a genius. So please give him a listen, dolls. That was such a wonderful experience for me to see Todd and chat for an hour and hear some of his songs that I love. And, you know, his new album, The First Agnostic Church of Hope and Wonder, which is an incredible record that he totally produced himself and played all the instruments except the drums, comes on purple and yellow vinyl. So grab one of those. They will be collectible one day. <laughs> Hit ToddSnyder.com. You can get any any of his wonderful products on there. And um, I just wanted to thank him again for being with me. And thank you for listening, my dolls. Keep coming back. All of us Pantheon podcasters really love it when you tune in. Okay, dolls. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, produced by Aaron Alden and Christian Swain. All sound design by Jerry Danielson and Busy Signal Studios. Find Miss Pamela at Pamela DeBar on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Find all the Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com 
or wherever you find great podcasts. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Pantheon Podcasts. Rock and Roll Archaeology on Instagram and Pantheon Pods on Twitter. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.